for Truth with a Texas Twang, Fireside Talk Radio, the show where women ponder the things we store in our hearts. Host Kathy Carafi invites experts to talk openly about what women care about, like how to create lifelong companionship, dealing with mental illness in our families, bullying at school, and many others. You name it, we talk about it. Listen in now as Kathy helps us find answers to our most tender questions. Welcome to Camp Crafty's Fireside Talk Radio, where our goal is to ponder over all the tried and true stuff women store in our hearts as we knit our families together in lifelong fellowship. Our favorite verse on this show is Luke 2.19, but Mary kept all these things and pondered them in her heart. We want to thank Home Instead Senior Care. They recruit the most devoted caregivers. All caregivers are thoroughly screened, extensively trained, professional, and reliable, providing senior home care services in your loved one's home. If you want to work for them, I wish you'd contact them. They love to hire great people. Okay, I'm excited because today we have Nancy K. Grace on the show. Welcome, Nancy K. Grace. Hello, Kathy. I am really thrilled to be here. Looking forward to it. Well, I, I... and pulling together the podcast that we did with your story in it. And I think we're going to call that one tongue cancer, grace in challenge or grace in the midst of challenge. I'm not sure. Yeah, there you go. Yeah. But this one, I think we're going to call grace filled families, how grace in the grace impact on family and community. So look for those. If you're listening in, we're so glad you're with us today. And I know you're going to be blessed because she has a lot of great stuff to share I don't want to waste too much time on her bio because I covered that in the other episode. Nancy, I want to ask you this question because I think this was so important in the time we're living in right now. How does grace look in marriage and family? Like, I know I know what it is in the Bible, sort of, but and I know I've written about it in my books and really given it a lot of thought over the 40 years or so I've been a Christian, but I want to hear from you. When you explain that to somebody else, how do you describe it in a family? Like, how does that look today at my house? Yeah, grace is so necessary in, I'll start with first, marriage. Marriage takes a lot of grace between husband and wife. It takes um, living in covenant with one another. We see each other at our best, and we also see each other at our worst. When we're yes, frustrated so and worn out. And so true. You know, vows, vows often say the words, for better or worse. And there's a starry-eyed bride and groom repeating the vows. And when I hear them, I'm thinking, they have no clue. <laughs> they have so no true. clue what's coming. <laughs> you know, I didn't. And I've yeah. been married for 45 years. But the day-to-day so that- life experiences of living as husband and wife creates the need for grace which includes forgiveness and understanding. And we need to know um, that, I like this uh, one author, Stanley Hauerwas' statement is accurate. He said, and I'll quote him, all couples are incompatible. We all married the wrong people. (laughs) And at first I heard that, I said, what? But then it's like, well, yeah, when you take two sinners, a sinner in a groom and a sinner of a wife, even though we are born again, we still are going to have problems, you know. 
So the relationship of marriage can become more workable with the grace of God because the grace of God. We learn to love and forgive and endure and even embrace one another's um, oddness or personalities, that's a better word, <laughs> through grace. Yeah. Yeah. We are all sinners saved by grace, and we care for the soul of our marriage by extending grace to each other. Now, I can think of a, a quick story um, when we lived in one place where, um, well, let's just say weeds kind of began to overtake the front lawn. Okay. <laughs> and uh, there were dandelions, and it was blooming. The dandelions were popping up yellow yellow flowers all over the yard, and <laughs> My husband was distressed about it, and I thought, well, they're kind of pretty, but no. So um, one day I decided, well, I'm going to help him. And so I went and I, I got something, and I went and I sprayed them all. I walked around the yard and squirted wow. stuff on them, okay? I was so proud of myself. Well, he came home later that hot day and saw something that didn't look very good, and that was our front lawn. It had brown spots <laughs> all over it. And he said, what oh. happened to the front lawn? I said, well, I thought I would help you. And he said, how did you think that would help? Well, <laughs> I had used a chemical. Um, he said, well, what did you use? I said, well, Roundup. Anyway, um, he silenced, you know, silence <laughs> came quickly. And he said, oh, no, you didn't. I said, well, yeah. And I used it all around the spots. And so. Uh, I looked at it, and I had a polka-dotted yard now oh, wow. with brown spots all over it as a result of my working alone to achieve a beautiful lawn. So the next day, I decided to go out, and I was going to dig up all the little brown spots. So now <laughs> I have holes scattered across the whole front yard. It was a disaster <laughs> as a result of not asking for help. I thought I was going to help out in any way, but the end of that season... We had to plant new grass, totally tear it up and plant new grass, and also to keep the neighbors from laughing at what was happening at the Grace household. Well, <laughs> my heart was in the right place, and I wanted to help Rick, but uh, my inexperience led to more um, effort and workforce. So had I waited and talked with him, talked through a plan, we would have tackled the problem, and the lawn disaster could have been averted. It wouldn't look like crop circles or anything like that. So <laughs> the, the dandelion disaster illustrates Solomon's principle of mutual effort that says two are better than one in Ecclesiastes 4.9. The Bible it. promises that they will, two will have good return for their efforts. And now whenever we can, we do try to approach a project together, knowing we can accomplish more together than we can separately. We share our ideas and create a plan, but we have to extend grace to one another so that when we do make goof ups, it's not, you know, he didn't yell at me and say, you, <laughs> you idiot, why did you do that? I didn't hear anything. It was just kind of like, okay, I knew that things were not good, but we worked <laughs> on it. It was not a life and death situation to me. Maybe it was to the lawn, but it wasn't to me. You so, know what I love what I love about that and and I think it's so it, it's I don't know if this is a compliment or not but I mean it as a compliment. I always forget that your husband is a pastor because you're so down to earth and 
And that's not to say anything. I know that's not to say anything about other pastors' wives because the ones I know are down to earth. But I love that about you. I know you as your own person rather than that position, you know. Yeah. And so I really love it that this story is so cute about both of you. Um, that I just think that's so darling that he was like a normal husband. He wasn't like the preacher. You know what I mean? Oh, no. no. You probably, he, you probably he, don't I would know. call him out on that if he did. <laughs> But I can just imagine your neighbors going, well, that new preacher that just moved to town has some front lawn issues. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So I, I anyway, we uh, we no longer have alien crop circles in our lawn. So, yeah. I, I, I just got to say, though, you know, we're, we can kind of laugh about that. But Dave and I have had moments where something that simple and well-intentioned could immediately just go crazy and become a really big deal in our house because we're both so intense. And I write about that in my marriage book, the Marriage Conversations book, like how to have the right conversation with your spouse when things are really tough or when you're really yeah. angry. You know, your husband could have really unleashed on you. And and I'm yeah, say, especially since we were living in a parsonage and it wasn't our house. <laughs> yeah, and I'm going to say some husbands would have. And and some wives would, and maybe this me, maybe I'm just saying, maybe I've done that before. <laughs> like, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Well, and one thing is, you have to have a sense of humor um, in marriage. Yeah. And I'm not, I don't mean to take everything lightly, but don't no. take yourself too seriously because we're gonna goof up, you know. And uh, yeah. you know, you at know. the time, I just kept making more work for it for us instead of just leave it alone, and it'll. You know, we'll come back to it. No, I kept working at it and messing it up even farther. But we do that, but God's grace reaches us, and we extend that grace to one another. We have to be grace givers, Um, and that's an important, uh, such an important thing, Um, especially in this grace-starved world that's Mm -hmm. uh, cynical and bitter. We have to extend grace. Be kind. Um, You know, that's a part of it. To well, show that kindness. I think you're you're such an example of that. I noticed that immediately the very first time I met you. But what I think is interesting is um, in that situation, like, I don't know if this is what prompted you, but sometimes I will not even pause. I'll just immediately try to fix my mistake. And it's not because the other person has condemned me, but because I'm full of self-condemnation. So I really have to watch that or I will find myself you know, overextending my own authority in my own life, trying to judge myself. Um, yeah, that, you, you know, know, I thought, well, I, that didn't work, so I'm going to try this and make it better. And all I did yeah. was make it worse. So. Yeah, instead of just giving myself some grace. Uh, we got to pause because we're going to go to break. I want everybody to stay with us. When we come back, we're going to talk a lot more about how to know the difference when it's grace you're giving someone else or codependency. And and even the things that motivate us, like self-condemnation, like we just mentioned, we're going to talk some more about that. I can't wait. But you can find all this at KathyCraffy.com, K-R-A-F as in Frank, V as in Victor, E as in Edward. I'll put out a blog with all the hyperlinks in it so you can find Nancy K. Grace. But if you want to find her, uh, don't pull over, uh, don't have a wreck doing it, but Nancy K. K-A-Y. NancyKGrace.com is where you'll find her stuff. Stay with us. We're going to have a lot more to talk about when we come back from the break. This is Truth with a Texas Twang, and we are talking to Nancy K. Grace about how grace 
looks and impacts our families and how we can use this understanding to create better conversations, better communication, better companionship in all our families. I'm just so excited to hear all the things she's going to share with us when we come back. So stay with us. We don't want to miss a moment at Fireside Talk Radio, so stay tuned for more adventures as we talk about the things women store and ponder in their hearts. More truth with a Texas twang when we return. You ought to see my blue-eyed Sally. She lives way down on Shimbone Alley. The number on the gate and the number on the door in the next house over is a grocery store. Does your spouse refuse to hear? Do your children stare without comprehending? Does your parent or boss raise objections to all your good ideas? Oh, the frustration. Conversations often break down instead of breaking through. Hi, this is Kathy. We've just released a book about one of history's most influential women. Just like you, she was pre-qualified for influence. In our book, The Well, The Art of Drawing Out Authentic Conversations, I explore more than 40 strategies Jesus himself used to launch her from lonely to leadership. The Well, The Art of Drawing Out Authentic Conversations. Get your copy today at Kathy Craffy, K-R-A-F as in Frank, V as in Victor, E as in Edward.com or on Amazon and start exercising the influence God has prepared for you. What if I told you there was a new place for senior care? A place where mom's bathtub recitals are met with rousing applause? Where Lola the Yorkie Poo has the run of the place? A place where corn dogs are on the menu whenever? It's home, where mom built her life. Call Home Instead Senior Care at 1-800-455-CARE or visit homeinstead.com to learn more about in-home services like 24-hour care, memory care, hospice support, and meals and nutrition. Oh, miles and miles of Texas. Yeah. We want to thank our generous sponsors for making these candid conversations possible at Fireside Talk Radio where we talk openly about the things women store and ponder in their hearts, where truth and Texas twang meet. on shrimp and catfish and mammy's good gumbo. I got that rambling fever, said goodbye Hey, welcome back. We're talking to one of my favorite friends, Nancy K. Grace. So that's not the Nancy Grace you might have heard of on other things. Nancy K. K-A-Y Grace. And you can find her at nancykgrace.com. And I, Nancy, I wanted to talk to you next. We talked a little bit about how self-condemnation and judging ourselves and not, uh, this is me talking, how not extending grace to myself will sometimes pop up in the way I respond to situations or even trying to fix my own mistakes. So I want to talk to you a little bit about the difference. So one of the things that I've noticed as I talk to women is many women will stay in dangerous or abusive relationships, especially Christian women, probably longer than they should and even put themselves in danger. And so I want to talk a little bit about the difference between praying, looking for a miracle, extending grace to your people in your life, some of whom may be really toxic 
versus, you know, what's codependency and how do we know the difference? I know you have a lot of experience with messy people because you've been in a ministry a long time with your husband. So talk to me a little bit about that. Okay. Um, first of all, you know, in assessing a situation, um, if abuse is there, whether it's emotional or spiritual or physical, you know, take a step back and see how how does that relationship, how do you feel about yourself in that relationship? Mm. Do you feel safe? If you don't feel safe, at what points, what are the triggers that you don't feel safe? What causes you not to feel safe? And let's let, kind of notice that and then see how often that happens and if it's something that repeatedly happens. So that mm-hmm. you'll you'll see if it's a pattern, um, if mm-hmm. it's a one-time occasional thing, or if it is a constant pattern. Um, and so, if it's a you know like oh, that's just the way that person is, that's an excuse. And um, you know there are times to you know work out like Kathy said, you have to give yourself grace, and we extend grace to the other people around us. Uh, that kindness, that understanding, but it's not giving a pass, giving a, you know, a pass, like, okay, you can say that to me in a cruel voice. That's not, you know, that's not right. um, having, extending grace. That's, that's you know, giving them a pass to do it and to do it again. So, yeah, I, in, in my marriage conversation book, I even took up the difference between l- liberty you know, freedom wanting. And I love that you mentioned free will on the other podcast in your in your discussion about how we know grace has existed from the beginning of creation. I love that you talked about free will. That's one of my favorite subjects. But um, I, so I took up that topic of liberty, but also a word we never use anymore is license. And that's really what you're talking about, where you give people permission to sin without realizing that sin is very destructive to everyone, including my own sin is is destructive to me. So Mm -hmm. I love, I love that word license. We don't hear it very much. It's an old fashioned word, but okay. In what you just said, I also love this. How do you feel about yourself in that relationship? I, I love it that you brought that up because God really loves us. He, he lavishes love on us. Yes, he does. And, and uh, you know, relationships that are difficult, we, we can get lulled to sleep, so to speak, or just kind of yeah. like, well, that's just the way it is. And it's like, well, at what point, that's up to each person in the situation and, uh, I'm you know, to know the specifics of what to do. But examine the relationship. Look and see, is this a toxic relationship? And and is, if it is, is it, is it a toxic friendship that, mm-hmm. you know, causes me to, to feel more self-condemnation? I don't need that, you know. And so it, it's kind of at that point, try to gently bow out of it um, or, or have that hard conversation. Colossians mm-hmm. 4, 6 says, let your speech always be gracious, seasoned with salt, so that you may know how to answer each person. So mm. there is, let your speech speech, excuse me, always be <laughs> full of grace, okay? Mm, mm. Gracious, seasoned with salt, just the right amount of salt, not too much salt. I don't like 
salty people. <laughs> but, yeah. um, you know, but that our words are kind. And if we have to have a direct conversation with someone, uh, pray it up first and mm-hmm. be kind, uh, you know, think it through and be kind um, in in that conversation. I love that advice. Oh, my goodness. I call that, and I need this, actually. I know this. I know these words because I need them. I call that the pause, ponder, pray, proceed method. And, mm-hmm. and actually, I always say proceed judiciously in my life because I do need to be more judicious. And I, and I find it really helps. Well, um, I just want to throw this out for people. If you're listening and you're wondering, her book is packed with stuff like that. And it's not a very, it's not a thick or hard to read book. It's devo- it's a devotional. So you can read a, a chapter a, a, in the morning and just use the grace and energy that comes from that uh, for the rest of the day. It's that simple. And there's 30 of them. So you can read it just like the book of Proverbs one each day. The name of the book that this one that I'm holding that I use is called the Grace Impact, a devotional by Nancy Kate Grace. Um, Nancy, I just love it that you put as much as you did. You just jam packed this book. It's and it's so it's bite sized pieces. You can have a little bit each day. So thank you. I know now that I've written a book myself, two books, it's hard work writing. Yeah. A book. So this this is a yeah. treasure and I, I love having it on my shelf. I share it with well, other people you. all the time. You're welcome. And, and, and thank uh, you. In the, at the end of each short chapter, there are questions uh-huh. uh, for reflection. So you could dive deeper into grace. There are additional scriptures to look at. There's questions uh, to think about. So you could journal those questions. or And then there's a short prayer. So it can be a devotional just to read and you know in a short period of time. Or you could use it as a Bible study. Okay, now I didn't ask you ahead of time, but we're good enough friends. I'm a, I'm just going to bomb this on you. If somebody, because this book is perfect for a Bible study or a women's small group or something in mm-hmm. church. If somebody called you and said, Nancy K. Grace, I need for chapter 22 or whatever. Let me just, I'm opening my up. Let's say chapter 12, Seeing Grace in God's Ways. Could you do like a little uh, video for him? And, and oh, or yeah. speak, oh yeah, or, or even travel I, to their church. I would be uh, very, uh, you know, if someone is doing it, and I've led this as a Bible study, and I know there oh. are other groups that have done it, um, but I will make that available that I can uh, dial into your through Zoom or or somehow to um, be a part of your Bible study if if you so desire. I love that. I'm so glad I asked. I think that's genius. And and I will just say the only thing better than that would be getting Nancy to come to your church and teach. I mean, she's so fun to be around. I know this from personal experience. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we laugh a lot. <laughs> Please invite me too so we can just hang out. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I, I, we got some mutual friends we'd like to bring with us for real. Oh, yeah. Well, um, okay. So we're going to run out of time as I'm sitting here being just having my chatting with my friend. Um, Tell me, is there anything you'd like to share? For instance, if a woman is listening in and she's thinking, Oh my gosh, I don't know what to do in this situation. It's so bad. How do I extend grace to this person? And maybe it's a spouse or maybe it's a child. I mean, I've known very dear mothers 
who were, I'm in my 60s, they're older than me, and they don't know what to do with their kids because the kids can be so challenging and messy. So do you have some advice for moms, women in those situations? Uh, yeah, I would say um, continue to pray about it. Pray specifically about it. Ask God for his wisdom in the situation. Ask God for his insight to show you how to show grace to them, to be kind, to, um, you know, watch your cynical comments, if, you mm. know, prevent that from happening. It's easy to let the comments fly out of our mouths, but then what damage has it done? So be aware of that. And mm. then, uh, you know, just in, I'm just really saying pray about it. Um, we just had a, not just, but uh, in our lives, we had a prodigal in a, of one of our children. And mm-hmm. during that time, the Lord just showed me, uh, pray and shut up. And I'm like, well, but God, I have all this wonderful in- information, insight yeah. and spiritual wisdom. And, and God mm-hmm. just said, no, yeah, you know, you just shut up. Just love your son. Just love mm-hmm. your son. And through a lot of um, God coincidences, so to speak, God incidences, and time, it took time, but that son, our son, came back to the Lord. And mm. we, were, we were very blessed with that, and he's walking very strong with the Lord today and imparting that into his family. And we're so blessed with that, but it was a real struggle for us as parents having a prodigal. And so we, we just really prayed about it and thought it, and it was hard. We had to put a guard over our mouth sometimes, um, but we still loved him. And I remember the Lord just t- kind of whispering to my spirit, just love your son. Shut up and love your son. It's like, but mm. he's being a jerk right now. But shut up. <laughs> um, and I'm not saying give that a give license or give a pass to it, but right. just say, you know, there's respect. We have respect in our house, okay? Mm-hmm. So set that as the atmosphere in your house is respect and kindness. And, you know, be open to to conversation because um, uh, we had some difficult conversations with him, but we had to let him express his faith or lack of it or where he was in, his, in that state of uh, being an agnostic at the time. Mm. And it was hard for us. I mean, we're we're in ministry. It was hard for us to hear that. But we had to just keep praying, keep praying. Um, The parable of the widow said in Luke 18, 1 says, God, uh, Jesus told this parable so that people would pray and not give up. You know what? We're going to run out of time. And I don't want to forget to tell people they can find your stuff at Nancy K. Grace. I'm so glad you finished with the story. I was wondering if you would share anything about your experience of waiting for a child to uh, come back to their faith. I'm so <laughs> glad you you ended with that, Nancy. Thank you. Good. This is Truth with a Texas Twang. We have to say goodbye. I am so grateful to Nancy K. Grace for being with us. See us next time where we speak Truth with a Texas Twang. Thank you for joining us today where we speak truth with a Texas twang about the very things that touch our hearts. Thank you for joining us today, and we will see you again next week. Oh.